talk to me, man. It's your boy, Young Hope. If you turn the motherfucking noise up, we can get right into the proceedings this evening. Headphones at the start. Bring it down a little bit. Okay. Now we working with it. The boy face up and baseline, baby. Welcome to New York City. Crack in my clothes, don't make me have to relapse on these hoes. Take it back out, the tax in the road. When I was hugging it, niggas couldn't do nothing with it. Straight from the oven with it, came from the dirt. I emerged from it all without a stain on my shirt. You could blame my old earth for the shit she instilled in me. Still with me, pain plus work. Shit, she made me milk this game for all this work. That's right. These niggas can't fuck with me. I'm calling guts every time, drag my nuts every time, homie. We make a great combination, don't we? Me in the face, small. Every time we face off, face it, y'all. Y'all niggas playing basic ball. I'm on the block like I'm eight feet tall. Homie, I'm in the drop with the AC on. That's why the streets embrace me, dog. I'm so cool. Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff versus the World Presents, the I'm Not Dave Wrestling Podcast. And like always, I got my man Manny here. What's going on, good sir? My brother, what's going on? What's going on, fine people? Ah, it's been a minute. Yeah, man. Yeah, Not- yeah, yeah. It's been a minute. But, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, like all good things, man. We we make the people wait. You know what I mean? It's it's been a minute. Uh, we are back with episode number twenty one. Uh, this is not this ed- uh, episode we originally had planned, but hey, man, we got fans back. And I I know, right? It, it's <laughs> like a totally different world. It feels like it feels like we we was watching two different two different types of product. Okay, which we were. Yes. <laughs> we were. So. <laughs> The question, just in case this is anybody's first episode or whatever, let's just add, let's let me ask you this: When did you check out of the pandemic era of wrestling? Uh, I want to say May twenty twenty. I just couldn't do. I couldn't do it, bro. So I, you- I, I, I officially like officially checked out that I I didn't watch anymore. Um, aside from pay per views, clips, I checked out. When they did that money in the bank last year on top of the on top of Titan Towers, I was I was done. I was done. I just I can't take this shit seriously, man. I, I, when they threw Rey Mysterio off the building, supposedly, quote unquote. <laughs> I, <laughs> I forgot all about that. I, 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 I was I was done, man. Like I get it. I understand a global pandemic happened. You you, you tried to do what's best with what you could. But I just I couldn't I couldn't watch it, man. And it pained me. This is the like this has been the longest period that I went without watching any wrestling, really, since since I was four. You know what I mean? Like I've been watching it my whole life, and to not be able to enjoy it the way I could, that I the way I, the way that I wanted to and that I love to do, was painful. But I just couldn't do it, man. I couldn't. I can't dedicate two and a half hours, three hours of my life. You know, every Monday, two hours on 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 Friday. An hour, two hours on Tuesday, Wednesday for the NXT. Obviously, throwing AEW, throwing MLW, throwing all the other. Like I just can't, I can't, I can't do this, man. I can't, man. For something that's not the same, you know. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling wasn't the only thing, man. Every sport, every entertainment industry was that 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 
relies on that live crowd for for aesthetics suffered last year and a little bit into this year. So it wasn't just wrestling. I checked out of a lot of things. You know, I couldn't take basketball seriously, you know, this year. I for the for the large part of this year, I didn't watch the NBA, man. Like I cause I just can't I can't, you know, I can't watch scrimmage basketball and take it seriously. You know, and that's what it literally felt like when you're watching crowdless basketball games, you're watching crowdless wrestling matches, or you're watching crowdless, etc. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just it just didn't work for me. I think that's fair. I think um a lot of people checked out a lot of things. Uh for myself, I know that Raw was just a no go. Uh someone- and, then, and, and and not to not to cut you off, and then on top of everything that's going on, right? The pandemic, no fans or whatever, the product was so bad. Like so bad. Like on t- aside of aside of aside from Roman, aside from you know the hurt business, maybe a couple other things. The product was just terrible. So that just that just that was just like a double whammy. A, you got a pandemic and you can't have crowds, and then the product is just probably as worse as it's ever been. It just made it to that you just can't enjoy the shit. For me, it was that Raw was just a drag. Raw was a super drag, and Raw took a while to find its footing in the you know pandemic era. To be fair, Raw has been bad for about five years. Now. Yeah, I mean, there's then there's that. But what I'm saying is that unlike SmackDown, I think SmackDown, you know, once Roman got going, and they yeah. found a rhythm in that two hours. Even without fans, they found a certain rhythm that it was an easier show to digest. Um, Raw was a little bit difficult for me. I just checked out a Raw. I may have that like third watched hour, man. Yeah, that third hour is killing Raw, man. It's just, I, listen. I hope it's worth it. I hope that the bag and the check that NBC Universal writes Vince every every year is worth it because it's killing their it's killing Raw, their flagship show. It's killing it. You, you just can't. It, how do you justify that third hour anymore? I mean, it just you know, I just I don't understand it, man. Well, but Raw's been bad for for a long time. But you said you you said something interesting right there. You said SmackDown got got his footing going one because remember SmackDown was going through the same thing too. And then what yeah. happened? Roman, yeah, Roman, Roman has the run of his career. Raw doesn't have anything like that. And I think what happened with well, another thing with SmackDown too. What happened was that I think I, I don't. It's hard to say. I don't know what to say. Like I think everybody was like, you know what? Let's have fun with this. Let's just legit have fun. Let's do what we can. And Rome was getting this, and you got you know uh, Jimmy and Jay. Well, Jay, you know, well, mm-hmm. you know how that mm-hmm. played out. That started mm-hmm. happening, um, and it was just like it was just like bang, 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 bang. You know, they just they had they had things moving, and it's a two hour show. So, like I said, it's easy to yeah. digest. Raw was like, okay, we got Drew and. Yeah, we don't have Drew, but we want to keep him in the main event spot. So we're going to do A, B, C, and do it. And it kind of brought the show down. And people was like, okay, you can get past this Drew thing. Whatever, whatever. Now we're here. We'll just leave it like that. And tonight's Raw, which I know you didn't watch it, but I'll just say this, was an absolutely fantastic effort from um, the Raw because they wanted to keep the show moving. And I really, think, I actually heard opposite. I actually heard that this was one of the worst. <laughs> granted, you're talking to somebody who, well, no, that person may have been talking about decisions made about winning and losing. Okay, maybe. Okay, I'm maybe. looking at yeah. it more of a thing as if how the show moved and a person mm-hmm. who hasn't really been watching Raw. So it's different for the for listeners. Me. And for the listeners, Raw hasn't come on over here on the world. Well, it's on now while we're recording, but. 
it hasn't come it, it doesn't come on for me because I have YouTube TV, so I get the literal West Coast version. Uh, so I don't get the I don't have cable, so I don't get the East Coast feed. So uh, yeah, that's why I haven't watched it. Sorry. Yeah. So for me, I thought it was a fantastic show. They got things moving for SummerSlam. I enjoyed it. Uh, that's just me personally. But right. all together, I think just having fans there just brings the show. It you just gotta have fans when it comes to wrestling. It's just a different. It's just a different. It's just it just the having. I, I can't state this enough. Having fans and having and not just having fans because we both have seen shows that have been dragged down by just terrible dead crowds. But having fans, having passionate, engaged fans infinitely increases the value of a show like you could i've seen shows that are just were not great on paper but had great hot crowds and it instantly boosted it another level just because of the crowd so that's what a crowd does in wrestling they're a part of the show more than any other more than any other sport entertainment in wrestling the crowd is a huge part of the product of the presentation of the show everything absolutely and And i and, and it's something that we took for granted because obviously we, we've never been in a situation where we never saw a wrestling show without a crowd, right? So, you know, we took it for granted. And I think a lot of people have now understand and appreciate the value of having a crowd in a show. And, I, and even even the company, even the promotion. Yes, yes. Because if you notice this first uh, three or four weeks, uh, maybe three weeks, I'm, I could be wrong. Somebody will correct me. But what you have is, you know, you had a – Ring of Honor pay-per-view, fantastic yeah. crowd. You had a TNA pay-per-view, fantastic, you know, for the small crowd that they did have. Right. Uh, SmackDown had fans, amazing show. You know, people were engaged. Raw tonight, people, the fans were engaged. Um, and you're going to have that for a couple of weeks now. You know, you're just going to have these cities. Yeah, there's going to be a honeymoon period. This is going to be about a six-month yes. honeymoon period. For especially for WWE, you know, even with Raws, because these fans are just happy to have wrestling back in their life, you know, as far as they're touring again. Um, right. I think uh, AEW may have been the first with, you know, I know they had plants as far as wrestlers around the ring, but I think they were like the first to really have that big crowd. I could be wrong. But uh, I think I'm right. I think I'm right. I think it was like a, yeah. Yeah. They did have a, like, yeah, a crowd. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because they were doing. So. I mean, I think. Yeah, I think there might have been like some indie promotions that had some crowds, but as far as the big promotions, I think AEW might have been the first. Yeah, and you just saw how. I mean, just God, man, it was just so great just to see. I'm glad crowds are back. I want to stress this enough. I, I can't stress this enough that uh, we still, you know, there's, there's still a virus out there, so people still need to. Yes. You know, do what you got to do to stay safe. Uh, vaccines, mask up. Still wash your hands. And also, if yes. you're going to these wrestling shows, wash your ass and your underarms, wear deodorant. Facts. Facts. <laughs> I've already all heard that, people complain that. about all that. All that, man. All that. Please, please, please. <laughs> COVID-19 has not gone anywhere. If anything, has gotten worse. And now you got its sisters and its cousins, variants and shit. You know, you know, right. Kang out here fucking with the multiverse for real, for real. We got different variants of everything. So, uh Listen, it's still out there. Please be safe. That's the most important thing. If you're going to shows, I I, I champion that. Any live event, I champion it. I champion that. But please, before anything else, if you're if you believe in the vaccine, please go get the vaccine. If you don't, wear a mask. Even if you are vaccinated, bring a mask. Like just take the extra precautions, man. Because we still we don't want to be in this situation again. So yeah, yeah for sure. Um, did you get to check out um, SmackDown Friday? 
I did. I did. How? Good show. Let me ask but SmackDown, you. But SmackDown's a good show. You know, that you 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 were spot on on that. Even throughout the pandemic, I think SmackDown's the only show on TV that has been willing that has been able to pull it off. You know, AEW has had its moments. NXT's had its moments. But SmackDown consistently, and yeah, they've had some clunkers here and there. But SmackDown consistently has been a pretty decent show for the can, most part. Can I say something? What's up? I don't know how many people watch um, Ring of Honor TV show, and I'm not going to sit here and say I religiously watched every week. But what I, I will, I <laughs> <laughs> what I will say is, was this is that basically they had a lot of solid shows I watched. A lot of solid shows I watched, especially when they were doing um the tournament. Um, good things about that tournament, though. I did hear good things about that. Yes, they the TV. It was like they were the way they were showcasing the athletes, the way they were like hype up the match, hype up the uh, you know the opponents, and it was like okay, and it was the nice, easy hour watching hour show to watch very easily. Um, I did watch some MLW, another. Solid hour show. This was just easy to digest, and I think those two promotions got it. They understood what was going on, especially Ring of Honor, because I mean, I mean, hell, they <laughs> they shut shit down. They didn't have anybody in there until the last pay per view. Mm-hmm. Uh, they paid their <laughs> workers, even if they weren't working. Like they just did a fantastic job of taking care of everybody, and you know, salute just to them. By the safe. way, yeah, I think Ring of Honor was dope for doing that um, because uh, we we saw we saw Vince had a couple issues with that in that department. So salute to Ring of Honor. Yeah, you know, I, who am I to <laughs> you know not, to, try, yeah. not trying to take shots? Just yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. You know, it's just that's a that's that's. That's a whole podcast within itself to how all that stuff went down. Don't don't I know it. <laughs> <laughs> don't I know it. That's a whole podcast. I was just like, what? But why? And I'm just like, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, uh Roman uh, God, Roman with the crowd was fantastic to see. Because now we are not going to get as much of the character like as far as you know that we'll still get backstage stuff here and there but you know we got a lot of in here him talk inside the ring you know he just got to have fun with the character and do a lot of things that on a normal two-hour fast-paced show you don't get but they got to play around a lot of things especially for him and with the crowd and good lord the pop that edge got was just yeah Fucking insane. Yeah. No, yo. I, I had I had I had question marks about Roman going back into a crowd because gotta be fair, his 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 best run of his career has been has been done without a crowd. So I think it's fair to say, like, oh, how's it gonna translate when you do have a crowd and a fan might start to try to trip you up or what what's and all that other stuff, yeah. right? How's he gonna react? But He's held his own, man. I mean, the, look, the dude is the dude is. Listen, I take back every bad thing I said about Roman. Listen, I never said that Roman wasn't talented. Man. I, the dude, the dude has talent, right? I don't think any. I don't think any. I don't even think people that hated Roman Reigns said he didn't have talent. It was just the fact that they pushed him so early, and his character was still raw and unmolded, man. And he, you needed him. He should have been a heel. That's, a, yeah. that's it's the point. Is he should have been a heel. They should have done this thing. five years ago. They should have yeah. did this five years ago. Amber, 
Rollins probably is better as a heel than he is a face. I think you'll agree with that. Oh, uh, yeah. I won't argue. He's that. better as a heel. I, Dean should have been the guy. Listen, I don't want to rehash because that's another podcast for a whole other day, what they should have did with the Shield five years ago. It's five, six years ago now. But Dean should have been the guy. Roman should have been the guy. Roman should have been the guy that turned on both of them, and you should have did it that way. But whatever. Listen, the guy's incredible, man. He is he is the best thing in wrestling right now. I don't even think it's that close. I don't think it's close right now. Like He is the best thing in wrestling right now. I mean, I'm, I'm not, sorry. I'm, I'm not going to debate it. You know, I let somebody else debate he, he it, but is, me. I, I mean, you want to give me Adam Cole, you want to give me Orange Cassidy, you know, you want to see me, you want to give me, you know, for the wrestling nerds out there, you want to give me, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. or somebody. You know, oh, whatever. no. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> what? I don't care. <laughs> Shout out to I'm Zach, but no, Shout no. Out to Zach, but yeah. I'm, just, I'm just throwing a name out there. You want to give me anybody? I don't care, bro. Right now, Roman Reigns is the best thing in wrestling right now, and it's not even close. And uh, it just goes to show you the genius of Paul Heyman. And but going back to the whole SmackDown thing, no wonder SmackDown was an easier watch. You know what? You read, I... between, the tea, you read between the tea leaves. Paul Heyman had, has his hands all over the writing, backstage stuff. Um, Daniel Bryan is, is, has been involved in the creative. So um, it's not a surprise that when you have two smart wrestling minds like that, um, at the very least in the room, having discussions uh, the show quality is going to be improved dramatically I, I think what I'm, I'm glad this had to happen because I think uh, Roman needed a voice other than himself because I think with Paul uh, by his side you know, you know he gets a more of a well somebody else can speak for him and see a vision that he may see for himself but can't articulate it correctly and you know he just may be like okay whatever I'll do what you want me to do and maybe maybe be a little nervous of saying no no I don't want to do that or maybe we should do this I don't know but what I do know that a conscious effort was made to get him to this point and I think it's fantastic um what Whatever went into the decision. Yeah, whatever. I'm glad we're here. I'm, but, I'm yeah, glad, I'm we're, glad here. we're here too. I'm glad that you know Vince finally said, "Okay, you know the face thing is not working." Isn't we'll it come, refreshing? We'll come isn't back. Isn't it refreshing to, to watch? Isn't it refreshing to watch a Roman Reigns match and not worry about him being in the face and getting completely shitted on and booed out of a building? Like, isn't that refreshing? Yeah, it's refreshing, yeah, I, right? It really is because again. I think a lot of damage was done to with the punk podcast, and we'll talk about punk a little bit later. But I think a lot of damage was done with that podcast because a lot of the wrestling nerds yes. ran with it. And when they ran with it, you know what other wrestling people do. What are they chanting? Why are they chanting? I'm going to join in too. I don't know really why I'm joining in. I'm just right. doing it because it seems cool. And it just snowballed it cool. from there. I think it was four major things. I think it was the punk promo for sure. Not in no particular order, but I think the, definitely the punk promo. I think Daniel Bryan. It was a time where the audience had chosen. They spoke. They wanted Daniel Bryan. And for a combination of reasons, they didn't get Daniel Bryan. So Daniel Bryan, for sure. Um, I also think Roman Reigns had some really bad interviews in the mainstream where he said some really idiotic things. Right. Now, look, he was, young in the, he was young in the business and immature, and he probably shouldn't have said And I think if you asked him now, I think he'd probably take back a lot of things that he said. But you can't you can't ignore that 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 was part of it, and I also think it was again the company the company and the booking like just suckering suckertash you know 
all the things, the characterization, all the terrible things they had him doing, how weak he looked at times, how strong he looked at times, winning superstar of the year, even though he hadn't even been a fucking solo star for three months. Like, it just, it just was, it was just, it was a, it was a, it was a smorgasbord of things that just went into a bad combination of, 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 of just this guy was going to, was going to be destined to fail. And I think, and I also, and, and, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and one last thing I'll add to that. I think you can't ignore also, we were, we, we had just gotten out of the Cena era for 10 years. And I think fans wanted, in a lot of ways, the anti Cena in the sense that we just, we want to, we want to support our top guy. We don't want a half of us shit on him. We don't want a half of us to think he's not, he can't wrestle. He does not deserve another spot. And then what happens? We're back to another Cena. We're back to Samoan Cena now. It's like, it just, it just, I, I feel like, and that goes into the cat, the company category. It just, it just feels like the company did. And I think a lot of fans, a lot of fans that I respect the wrestling opinion on, that was one of their major gripes too. It's just like, if they, fe- if they felt like they learned nothing from Cena, where there's like, look, Cena for whatever, for all his, his gifts, Cena had issues at the top as far as a guy that everybody appreciated. So what do you do? You go ahead and make some of the same mistakes and have the same stubbornness you have with Cena with Roman. So I think that played into it. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a really big thing because I think Vince at the time or maybe still he feels this way. Oh, I mean, I don't really know, but he had a vision of how a babyface should be pushed. And I think what happened was, like you said, you know, it was the Cena hangover and we didn't and fans didn't want to go down that road again. And if you're going to go down that road. Don't do what you just did. Let's do it a little bit different. Let's tweak it. Let's change things here and there. Let's have them, you know, but they didn't. It was just like, no, he's in your face and you're going to love him. And it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That was was definitely. and, And the whole thing about it was that. You didn't have to try that hard. Number one, and this is not going to be a big Roman Reigns thing. After this, we can just you know go to something else. But the mm-hmm. number one thing about Roman Reigns is you don't have to try hard with the women because they already love him. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that, right? So you can yeah. just, you can move that to the side because I've had women tell me I don't even like watching wrestling, but I'll go to shows for him. Okay. You know, do yeah. what you gotta do. I understand it, but that's but that's always gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? Right, that's just inherent. Like a guy looks good, fan, females are gonna come. Yeah, I'd like it's we. Getting, I would, it's just getting the characterization down, and right. he just was not ready at the time. He just wasn't. We've seen that's Shawn not, Michaels. Not, we've seen. We've seen. You saw. You saw. You saw. You saw. You saw flashes of it. You saw flashes of the brilliance, but he wasn't ready. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't the guy yet. He he didn't have a bag yet. Now he has a bag. You know what I'm saying? And it's no. And that's no knock. Some guys just sometimes the light comes on on some guys earlier, later than others. Like it's no knock on that guy. It's just he just didn't have it at the time. Yeah, I just think it was just the easier way for them to do it, and the in-your-face thing would have just been let's just let it happen naturally, which they were doing within the shield. Roman got that hot tag in them six in the six-man matches, mm-hmm. and the roof came off. Yeah, all you yeah. had to do was keep that same momentum. Have them lose here and there. Don't make it a big deal about, um, you know, Royal Rumble matches and stuff like that. You know, and another thing, you know, when you got people out there who's going to go out there and say, oh, well, you know, this person is going to win that's working in the company. Then, you know, it's kind of hard to hide that stuff. And, you know, wrestling fans feel like wrestling is just for them. 
So they take offense to whoever they, you know, choose or whatever it may be. So it's a whole cycle thing, but I'm just glad we're here now. Uh, Hopefully within that, uh, when his baby face turn comes, it's a little more receptive than it was the initial run for his baby face run. I don't want a baby face turn for at least another five years. I I want Roman Reigns to be healed for five years. I'm with you. I want. I enjoy. I, it. I, I want. I want him to be a heel. Sure, he's going to lose the title eventually, and you can phase him out for something else. So you can, but I, I want him to be a heel for as long as you can keep you. You make the audience want him as a face, and even when they do start, because you know eventually they're going to start wanting him to be a face. But you keep it. You keep. It's like it's like that. Will they? Won't they? Shit in sitcoms and in storyline and drama shows. Like you just you keep teasing it and teasing it, then you pull the rug on. Teasing it, pull the rug on. And then when it finally happens, I want it to be at least five years, probably two, three, for sure three. He should be a heel for the next three years. No complaints here, man. I'm enjoying his heel, um, heel run. <laughs> you know, just I just think it's awesome. But I wish we had, you know, I just wanted to keep on continuing. But I mean, with- he's been the best. He's been the best heel since the guy we're going to talk about. CM Punk. He's been the best heel they've had since then. I mean, I wouldn't argue that either. As uh, within that company, um, just for you yeah. know how they were both established, and they were, you know two different heels. So yeah. you know, you may be right. You know, I'm not even going to argue with you on that. Uh, we did both get a chance to watch uh, Money in the Bank, and I'm not even going to beat around the bush with this shit, man. That Rhea Ripley Flair match. Ooh, man, that was. Uh... That's my match of the year so far in the E. So far. That was a really good match, man. It, it started off slow a little bit. It first, did. First five, six minutes, it, it, it took a little bit. But once once they got once they got into that second and third year, whoo, man. Listen. It, it it just it didn't let up, man. And I was a little and it surprised me too, because part of the issue that I've had with these two women and this feud so far is I don't know who to face and who the heel is. Like I know Charlotte's a heel, but is real? A face. Um, I'm going to say yeah, with it's been watching tonight. It's been a little confusing. Watching tonight's show, I think she was supposed to be the baby face throughout this, but they didn't. I blame that on creative. Yeah, you um, know WWE likes to do that shades of gray shit. And I think the problem with happening, and then we'll get back to the match. I think the problem would happen with Rhea is that she was coming from NXT. So, you know, she's on the main roster and it's like, well, just let me, you know, the fans and, you know, we're thinking like, oh, she'll just, you know, she'll be the same Rhea, but it'll just be on the main roster. And they didn't do that. They kind of played around. Well, let's see how she'll work with the heel, doing heel stuff one week. And let's see how she, you know, it just kept on with a baby face heel, baby face heel. Stupid, which is stupid. So stupid. She never got any. The fans couldn't get invested because they didn't know. Wait a minute, she a heel of face. They were confused. So when she, you know, you see her, you don't know what to say or do. Like, because it's like, but it's all you knew. All you knew throughout all of this was that oh, Charlotte's the heel. But right, people were like, well, she's doing heel stuff too, and it was just like, just establish her. And when you do that, that makes her like when you do that to somebody's coming off NXT, she's working on a whole different people now. It's not Triple H and you know what I mean? So whoever it is in the backstage that she's working with, whoever her agent is for the match or whatever it be, it's different now. So I'm pretty sure she's not trying to rock the boat or say no. So she's just going to do what they tell her to do. And, you know, with her doing that, her character just seemed kind of wonky. 
Well, they assume, and the other issue I've always had with them is that they assume that everybody that watches NXT, or they assume that everybody that watches Raw watches NXT, or everybody that watches SmackDown watches NXT. There's hardcore fans that don't, that only watch Raw and SmackDown and don't watch NXT. You know what I'm saying? So for them, they obviously they know who these people are. They've heard of them, you know. But it's like they don't, they're not watching NXT on every week, every given week, especially. And that was before, you know, obviously. I mean, this is before, you know, T, you know, USA Network NXT. I'm talking about on the network every Wednesday night. They weren't watching this shit like that. So in a lot of ways, like Rhea Ripley's new to these people. So they, you got to give people a reason to say like, oh, okay, Rhea Ripley, this is this girl. This is who she is. This is who, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they didn't really do that. Like you said, they kind of carry that same characteristics over. And then again, you know, you know, WWE already likes to play with the shades of gray. You know, everybody's a little heelish sometimes, you know. Nah, mm-hmm. man, you got to have defined character traits, man. Defined character traits. And I think that affected her. And, you know, I could be wrong. I can't speak for her. But it seemed like that her character never got in right footing. You know, the seat like, never got straight. So it was just kind of like wonky. But as far as this match went. Man. Oh, my goodness. They were set tripping. They were set tripping, bro. They they were. Like. They were set tripping, man. It was It was such a great match and told a great story. Two great characters in their bag, telling a great, telling a great story, man. And honestly, like as great as Rhea was, I, I think it's just emblematic of how great Charlotte is, man. This this woman is great, man. Listen, I have my issues with how much they put Charlotte as much as anybody, but then it's like you watch matches like this, you're like, eh, this is the reason. <laughs> it's like this is the reason, right? right? Like she is, she's just that damn good, bro. Like she's so good, she's so good. It's just scary that. You know, I don't know how many times that's happened where it's like, oh, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. And then you see a match. Oh, shit. Oh, I get it. I know why. I I see. That's what I see. You know what? Let me shut up for a couple of weeks (laughs) because it's like she is that good in the ring. And I know people, certain, you know, people like to pinpoint certain things in her matches. I'm not doing that because if you get me to put down my phone. That's all I that's that's all you need to know. If I put down Facts. my phone and watch a match, then yeah, I, I'm truly invested. And that's just the way it is in twenty twenty one for me. If you you know, because I mean we all kinda like that at this point. And listen, know? and listen, you're gonna be tired of watching all of these people because they're all oversaturated. Like you have yeah, yeah, you literally you literally have seven hours of TV a week. Like this is unheard of. Like I for the younger people that are listening. When we was coming up, this was unheard of. You had Raw. You had Superstars. Yeah, Raw and Nitro. I'm, I'm, I'm not even talking about WCW. I'm just talking about oh, this, yeah, yeah. WWE. You had, you had Raw two hours, and you had Superstars. That's it. I mean. And the, pay, yeah, and the monthly yeah, yeah. pay-per-view. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So you had, you had, you had a time to, like, breathe with these, with these stars. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like Raw, SmackDown. NXT uh, main event, uh, this, this, that, the other, like it's just total bellas, and, and like it just like you, well, you, you know, see these people all the time. Well, you know, to give them credit to to give them a little leeway. I mean, you have a choice not to see them every week if you want. You do, you do, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I know what you're just, saying. When it's that oversaturation is real, man, and it's like. Yes, I know there's a brand split, and there these te- these Charlotte's technically not on every show, 
But it just feels like it sometimes, don't it? <laughs> it I mean, I mean, she had sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes she had me. one. What one week she yeah, was on all exactly. three shows. Facts. So <laughs> it, it's just, it's, you know, that's how it feels like sometimes. You know what I mean? But but listen, going back to the match, man. These these two women just told a great story, and it was just a hell of a match, man. It was a hell of a match, and again, anybody who ever wonders why Charlotte is in the position that she is, aside from the fact that she's a player, she's great at her job. She understands the assignment. She ne- she never not understands the assignment. Yeah. She gets it. She definitely does. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out uh, as far as what they want to do. Uh, you know, we all got our own speculations of what's going to happen. Um, uh-huh. But I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Rhea. Uh, I can't wait to after you watch Raw. So, so, so yeah, you, I, I, yeah. I almost, I almost asked you a question, but then I was like, I got to watch Raw. So yeah. Um, <laughs> good Lord. Um, are you? Are you well, I, I'll ask it anyway. Are you surprised we didn't see Becky last night? Yes. But also. No. And I'm saying no because it's too much talk about her. So people right. may be like, nah, not this week because everybody keep, you know, whatever, whatever. To um, me, hold out, hold out Becky until Royal Rumble. I would. I, I would do that. Like, hold out. I don't know if I would wait that long, but. I would. I would. I'd just wait till Royal Rumble. Right now, you're good on the women's side. To me, I think because the other thing about it, too, is like, where does she fit in the overall puzzle? You know what I'm saying? I don't think you want to bring her back. Oh, she going and rekindle rekindle the whole Charlotte thing for the nine thousandth time. Oh, I and I also think do. you don't want her sucking out the the air in the room on on uh, on. Um, no, she won't go to SmackDown. She will go to Raw. And I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna tell you why, because they keep on <laughs> just Charlotte reaction when everybody was chanting at the beginning. Becky's name. She stuck up the middle finger. I'm like, yeah, yeah you got you got to kind of go back to this now because it's like. Charlotte go why the fuck y'all keep bringing her up? <laughs> right, like right, no, right, we right. gotta we gotta keep doing this until one of us ain't here. Um, I really enjoyed both women's and men's um money in the bank ma- uh, money in the, money in the bank matches. Um, I'm not here to argue about who won or do that because I know a lot of people have a problem with the women's side. I uh, yeah, me me. I'm not going to do that But let's talk I mean I'm talking to you So you know You're the homie So what was your issue with it? I just think to me If you want me to take The Money in the Bank seriously And again I haven't watched Raw I know I know some of the things Because Bleacher Report Likes to spoil Raw So it is what it is But I know that A certain somebody Has already won Has already cashed In the Money in the Bank To me you can't have Comedy figures winning Important Matches Or gimmicks or whatever because to me it devalues the gimmick like i don't want to see otis winning the royal rumble i don't want to see you know nikki winning the female royal rumble like to me she's a comedy figure she has a role don't get me wrong she has a place she has a role i just to me winning that money in the bank to me kind of feels like it just feels like too much like otis of last year where i was like eh, really Really, you you could have picked somebody else that, and maybe that wasn't the ideal person to win the money in the bank this year from the women's side. So maybe that also played into it. But I don't know. I just didn't like it. That's just me, my personal opinion. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. 
Um, as I was watching it and as everything played out, and I'm speaking of, you know, Raws and SmackDowns, I thought Liv Morgan was going to win. I thought for sure they were just going to go ahead and be like, you know what? She's I actually thought they were, I thought I thought she was gonna win it too because they you, they kept highlighting her obviously right. telling the story with her how she's how she's gotten better and yada yada so I actually I was surprised that she didn't win. It. Um, her I and Naomi were my initial picks. Yeah, me too. And I mean, it, you could tell by the fans' reaction too that they really wanted one of those two to win. Um, which is really interesting, too, because I've said this before and I've had the conversation on Twitter and with other people. It's unfortunate how WWE sees Naomi. Because I yeah. felt like Naomi should have been the f- first. No, I'm not going to say that. What I'm going to say is <laughs> I felt like Bianca, Bianca Belair, what she has going on is what Naomi should have had going on as well. Because I felt like that she was she was doing different things. She was athletic. She may mm-hmm. not have been, you know, the best wrestler, you know, hole for hole. Right. But you saw, you know, her title runs, fans were enthused. Uh, the Royal Rumble she had where she got all over, like, social media and news outlets and you know the stuff that WWE loves and they didn't do anything with it and it was Mm -hmm. just like what are y'all doing like like seriously what are you doing with her right now like she is dope she is she's dope and and I appreciate I like that the fans appreciate her too like I feel like this is what this is my thing like I feel like fans wrestling fans if they see you put in the work and they've seen you get better They'll show you the appreciation. Like, remember, right. Naomi was a pterodactyl or whatever the hell she was. What, what was what she was? She started oh, out with the funkadactyl. Yeah, funkadactyl. Whatever. Funkadactyl. Yeah. Whatever the hell. Um, <laughs> she was a pterodactyl at one point, and now she's here, where she's having decent to very good matches with folks on a regular basis. So right? that's hard work, man. She put in the work, and I feel like people respect her for that. Like, yo, she could have rested on her laurels and just been a body. Or beauty, but she didn't. She got better. She put the work in, and she's c- competent in the ring. I think she's lacking that. Uh, she doesn't have what Bianca has, but I agree with you. I think that she should be a lot. She should be amongst the and, elite in that company. And maybe me, not. Maybe not Charlotte, Bianca, Bailey, Sasha level there, but she should be at that next tier, in my opinion. And let me stress this. You're not gonna find Bianca's out there. Like she doesn't grow on trees. She's like a diamond right. in the rough. You're not gonna find. Right. Her. But right. what I'm saying right. is, Naomi is dope. She is fucking yes. dope. And I felt like they should have treated her like she was fucking dope. And they, of course, she getting her paychecks is all good, is great, and stuff like that. But the way people talk about some of these other women, other I'm females, like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. really? Like y'all don't see Naomi right there? Like, what's going on? Like, but. I, I don't Michelle work backstage. McCool, Michelle McCool got as much attention as she got. Why well, can't Naomi? But that's that's a, a conversation for another day. Because I never saw it with Michelle McCool. I'm sorry. I just never. I never got it. Uh, aside from the fact that who her husband was, I just never understood the appeal. I just never saw it. Um, I I, I can tell you honestly. I think the 
only time I was really she was the weakest her. link in Lake Cool. That's when I really enjoyed what she was doing. I think that's the only time I can really speak of for her for me. Other yeah. than that, I really won't pay any attention. It was just like, oh, okay, they go, you know. She's just another blonde cool. white woman that WWE wants to push. Like, hey, just, this is a black that, wrestling podcast. Just to let you know, a black wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you needed to know. But again, I just, you know, like I said, I just think she is going to be appreciated. When it's all over, and you know, once once she hang up the boots, it's like Let's don't hope. go back and ask. Like, what is could and should is y'all should be doing it now? But whatever. Yeah, let's hope, man. Let's hope. Yeah, she's really well, and she's really good, and she's put in the time, and she's put in the work, and she's gotten better, man. And that's a credit to her for sure. But the woman knocked it out the park. I, I, I if you don't like the uh, outcome, I can understand that. Not gonna disagree with that. We all ain't gonna like everything, but I think the women really went out there and performed their asses off. Um. Same as the fucking men. The men just yeah, went out the there. Men. Jesus, yeah, the men like, was a really good, good match. Really good match, and the right winner, in my opinion. I could, I, I me personally, you know, how I feel about Kevin Owens, so I'm always, I'm a, I'm a Kevin Owens guy. So anytime right. my, my dude KO can can get a knock, uh, get a rub, it's always good. But I can't, I can't argue with the victory with the with the with the Big E thing. Oh was, yeah, it was needed. It was right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it's uh, time. It's time with Big E, man. Like I had no issues with that. Um, a shout out to uh, Cheat Code Ricochet when he changed the gear up because that insane spot with him just like falling off the ladder yeah. and bounce. I'm just like, yeah. yo, like we can talk all day about him on the microphone, and it, it could be hilarious because so many jokes can come from it. But when it comes from the in ring action, nobody yeah. can do what he can do in the ring in the and WWE. That's okay. And that's okay. Like some people can talk, some people can't. That's okay. That is okay, man. I don't want. Honestly, I don't want to hear Ricochet talk ever. <laughs> I just, you know what? I, you, you know what I want to hear is talking in the ring. That's it. That's it. He said, "You'll you'll never need to hear him talk." <laughs> I don't ever hear him talk at all, ever. Matter of fact, act like he don't speak English. <laughs> he could he could be Sincata for all I know. Oh shit! Like he's just dope, yo. Like the shit he can do in the ring. I'm like, you have nobody on their roster. I don't. Y'all can shoot me up and tell me later. I don't even think Prime Ray could do this, the shit that he can do in the ring. Uh, yeah, now, now you're going a little too far. Now. Am I going too far? Am I? Prime, Prime Ray though. Prime, Prime Ray. I'm just saying, some of the shit Ricochet be doing, I ain't never seen Prime Ray Mysterio do. You might be right. But now I'm not know. saying he can't do it. I just say I never saw him do it. You're right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bang that drum. Uh, yeah. I'll let you add on one. I, hey, all, that's all I'm saying. I mean, I know, and I saw Ray. I saw Ray Young Ray like ECW doing nut shit for what Man. insane fans in Philly. Yeah. So I know what's up. Um, yeah, young Ray was yeah, Young Ray was something different. Um, what did you think of uh, on the same vein of Money in the Bank? What did you think of the Edge and uh, Roman? Oh match? man, um, I thought it started off slow, but that I think that's just because that's heel Roman style, just that slow, methodical. I'm gonna beat you down and talk shit to you type style match, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Um, 
it was fine. It was needed. It was needed to close the book on the whole edge thing. And I get why they went back there, but I was st- I'm still one of the people who like, bro. He stacks y'all on top of each other. Why are you? What? What are you talking about? Like yeah, you lost. Yeah. Like it won't yeah. like he he really just embarrassed you both of y'all. But you like okay, they had to have the match because he never got his one on one. So I get it, uh, you know. So they got yeah. it out the way. But um, yeah, Cena blew the roof off the motherfucker. I'm I'm mad it took that long. But everybody, I guess it's been, you know, he been, you know, it's funny. This motherfucker went to Hollywood and became a, a fucking movie star. And now he gets the response that he should have been getting a I, longer time ago. I, I wonder, I wonder, I'm not going to go that far with Cena, but I will say this. Uh, I wonder if WWE will write Cena off to be the same Hollywood guy that's just coming back to push movies like they did The Rock. I'm just saying, keep that same energy. Keep that same energy now, WWE. That's all. Put it like y'all, this. Y'all did my boy. Y'all did my boy Greasy. I did my boy Rock Greasy like that now. Put it like Keep this. Keep the same energy. Let me Mr. Cook. Jo- Mr. John Cena, who said he'd never leave. I mean, he, <laughs> but he said he was wrong. He did tell. He told a Rock. He apologized. Something he told him he was wrong. You know why? Because movie checks hit different. <laughs> and I ain't knocking him. I'm not knocking him. Shit. If, if Warner Brothers want to give me or Universal want to give me a bag. Fuck it, I'm gonna do it too. I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying. You was real. You was real hardcore WWE all the way. You I know, mean, it's crazy. To, it's crazy to think that shit was ten years ago. Listen, My God, listen. Oh listen, Jesus, listen, listen, listen. Where does the time you, go? You you live and you learn, and that's what Cena had it. to do. I feel and he it. had to go I, through I, it. It's it's easy. It's easy to live and learn when you're getting them checks, though. Yeah, because you know why. <laughs> you know why. He had a bad experience or he probably had an experience that didn't really move him because you were dealing with WWE studio movies. Remember that? Like that's yeah. that that was his, you know, yeah, that was right. his ceiling right there. He didn't know. So him talking about Hollywood, well, you know, I kind of did movies to him. Oh no. I just did a Warner Brothers movie. Oh, this shit hit a lot different. Oh, I feel it. I listen, I'm not knocking them. I never knock anybody for getting their bag. I'm just saying. No, uh, I think I think they won't because I think him doing this match, which he clearly does not have to do at all. This is like, okay, I guess. Why not? I'm bored. Or I got the free time. Or, you know, it maybe or maybe owe it to the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that thing like, okay, I'll come, you know, help you out, you know, try to get, you know, fans up in there or whatever. Um but it's fantastic. Like I said, when I say Roman should have got this a response, I'm speaking more of like around that tail end of his career. Not end yeah, of, not the was, end of his career. He was, he was when he was when he was firing all five star matches. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about with AJ and uh, I'm just like, damn, Cena really putting in these work with these matches. What a, the thing with Cena was, you never got a chance to miss him because he was always there. Like remember, Cena never even had a stretch where he was gone for a year. Like in his prime, like he was just always, and that's to his credit, right? Like his durability was immaculate, right? Like yeah. he just was durable, but he, we just, the fan base never had a chance to really miss him. You know, outside of that six month stretch when he got, when he tore his pack in 08, that people thought he was going to be gone longer than, than he was when he was gone from September to January. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he was around all the time. So I think that was part of it, man. It's like, yo, Absence makes the heart grow fonder, man. Yeah. So, you can clearly tell because 
God, that response was just insane. I'm like, oh boy. Plus, it was the surprise of it all. Plus, it's, he's got the perfect foil to play off of in Roman. Like, so it, 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 the stars were aligned. But um, going back to the match, um, the match was cool. I didn't enjoy it as much as other people did. I kind of felt like it was a little too long. Um, I think Will Pruitt said it best. Uh, Will Pruitt from uh, from uh, uh, God damn, I forget where Ray was at. But um, he said it. He said he felt like the match was a little too melodramatic with Edge and, and Roman. It was too slow and plotting. Um, like you understand why, but it, it, it felt like you overdid it a little bit. I kind of felt the same way. Felt like it was a little too. They they leaned in a little bit too much to the melodrama a little bit there. I think it could have been a little bit more fast paced. Now I get it. You do have Edge in there, who's who's older, and you have Roman in there, who which is his style is to be a little bit more slow, methodical, but. Um, it was a good match, not a great match. I didn't feel like, wow, we're watching one of the, the great matches in history. It, it was a good match though. No. It was it was absolutely what you said. It was a it was a, it was a good solid main event match. It did what it needed to be done. Like it didn't like mm-hmm. oh, I did it overstay as welcome. Yes, and I'm gonna say that because once and having you, Rollins come out there twice overdid it for me. Yeah, like, one, when you do a finish like that, once has to be enough, not twice. Once you get to that three hour mark in the pay, uh, you know, in the show, it's kind of like everybody's looking around, kind of ready to go home. So you, yeah. you know, it just it's just the way it is. You're not going to get around that. So yeah, I think you could have shaved a what ten minutes, maybe. Yeah, you could have you could have saved about yeah you could have shaved about. 10 minutes off that 10 minutes to have one run in don't do mm-hmm. like, like come on relax with all that shit yeah but it is what it is um is there anything else but good show good sh- oh good show yes overall, yes like i said the good crowd makes everything better i don't know how long it's gonna last you you do that show at the performance center or you do that show at the thunderdome it's a different show yeah completely it's a different show completely it's a different show um I'm not. Was there anything else on the show that I'm missing that we should talk about? Uh, no. Nah, we covered we covered the Money in Bank winners. We covered Roman. Obviously, we covered the match Roman had. We obviously we covered Cena. No, nah, I think that's. I mean, we covered having crowds back. So yeah, know. shout out to uh, the Usos winning the tag titles at the pre-show. Um, I guess yeah. Shout out to the Usos. Shout out to the Usos, man. And I just, I just love that storyline, man. Even in the, even their backstage segment with Roman. I mean, all three of those guys are just, they're just, they're just batting a thousand right now, it's man. Really, Everything they do is just, it's wonderful. It's really, really good because you got main event J. <laughs> like you, if, make, if, you if, if 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 the Usos can just stay out of trouble, well, that's <laughs> more the, ways than one. That's the. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna have a long talk about it. I'll save it for the people who get paid to talk about it. But I will say this: I think I read something today about Naomi moving to SmackDown now. I think I read that today. I could be wrong. Yeah, she's she's supposed to be moving there. Yeah, yeah. I see that. I hope that helps. I'll just leave it at that. I hope that's kind of like a okay. I'll keep my eye, you know, open because. I think those guys and everybody knows that I think the Usos are awesome. I think they're one of, one of the best tag teams going today. Um, even with you know, <laughs> you one know, of the best tag teams that company has ever produced. Yes, and that and that's saying a lot. Irregardless of that whack ass 
uh, <laughs> shit they put out about you know the uh, top ranked tag teams on the network. I was just like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I didn't even. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, it's funny. It's that funny. It's horrible. It, it's it's super yeah. funny, and you can like dissect it all day. But at the end of the day, it's just like, who the fuck? Y'all y'all made it up, so whatever. We will, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever you of say. Course. <laughs> All of right. course, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like they don't need to argue about it. Who who was number one? I forget who was number one. Uh, was it New Day? I, I I didn't argue that. I think it was New Day. Yeah, I think it was New Day, and I think Heart Foundation was two or something. And I said I would have switched New Day with Heart Foundation. I think Heart Foundation should be number one. That's just me. I think the British Bulldog should have been higher. Um, but yeah, I overall the same sentiments, man. And lists lists are made to troll people now. Lists are not anything substantive now. Lists are just troll methods now. Let me just put out a list of the greatest podcasters and have some nigga. In there oh and do five yeah, episodes. yeah, it's it's it's, yeah. it's super weird. Um, and I, I, you know what I learned that from? I learned that a couple of years ago where I got into a discussion slash argument about a best lyricist um countdown, and it's <laughs> and it was and, and it was like it was a heated group chat texting back and forth. And I just thought about it for a minute. And I'm just like, this is stupid. Why am I even doing this? And then just to see it in something in like wrestling, something that's not even like, like, you know, they're working. So we can, you know, best workers, that's fair. That, you know, if you want to do that, that's fair. But to have that energy about it, nah, I'm not going to do that. Because I just see how yeah. certain folks yeah. talk about other promotions and other tag teams, which we won't name. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, Y'all serious right now? Like, if that's what you believe, and there's nothing wrong with that because, again, it is super subjective. Wrestling is the most super subjective thing that you'll ever talk about as far as rankings and who is better. But the thing you got to remember is it's your opinion, and you don't have to validate it or, you know what I mean? You don't have to get in arguments about it. If you like one tag team, okay, but you don't have to, like, I don't know, you know, you want to be in disagreements and fights and get all upset about it because nobody's going to think just everybody's not going to think like you that's the number right. one thing everybody's going to have a you know an opinion about something that's going to differ from you whether it be wrestling music tv shows or whatever just like off air truth be told manny doesn't really you know low-key wasn't working for him but it worked for me and we had a conversation off air I still respect his opinion because I see where he's coming from, and hopefully he still respects me. But it's no mm-hmm. like real, oh man, fuck that dude. No, because it's 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 subjective. Something it's may come subjective. out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's subjective, and and by the way, it's okay if you don't agree with everyone on everything. Sometimes. Right? Like it's okay. It's okay. We're not gonna lose friendships because I don't agree with you. As long as you don't disrespect me, or you ain't on some like you know all lives or blue lives matter type shit. Like we have disagreements on, you know, I'm sure we do this show long enough. We're going to have disagreements about a lot of shit wrestling related. Oh man. And let's, let's just hit the topic. The last topic for tonight. Uh, we was going to do this like what, two weeks ago when it was a thing, two uh, weeks ago, yeah, two weeks ago, but you know, I've been trying to sell a house and all that. So I'm sorry, more important shit away. Way yeah, more important sorry. shit than this. Sorry. Phil Brooks, <laughs> pre- Phil Brooks could appreciate this. You know what I mean? So we are here to talk about the infamous closing out tonight, the infamous pipe bomb. Yeah. 10 years ago. I've just, just I, I'm going to state how I feel and then I'm going to let you go. This is just, I'm right. going to state it. 
when that time happened, when I heard the pipe bomb, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I was like, oh, shit. I was caught up in the moment. This man brought up, he just broke fourth walls. He's bringing up Coca-Bana. He's talking about uh, Ring of Honor and New Japan. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Mm-hmm. With older eyes now, and you can sit back and you know really look at what happened at the moment. Is okay. They gave Punk a microphone and just told him to say what you want to say. That's what happened. I can see this is going to be one of those moments where we disagree, but it's all right. Yeah, go, go ahead, cook. Wait a minute, just let me finish. He got an opportunity to do with what. Many others would have liked to do. I can go out there and say what I want to say. Would would it have came off as good as him? I'm not going to say that. That's not what I'm saying here. He was given the opportunity to go out there and speak his mind. He get, got it. He went out there. He knocked it out the park. I just don't know in the end when people talk about this promo. It. Who did it help only but him? But who was it supposed to help? Like who like I, I I've heard this criticism before, not just not you specifically, but just in general, like, oh well the punk promo's overrated because it didn't really help anybody. First, first of all, when you have moments like these, hey, it's only it's gonna help primarily the person that's doing it. Right? Like like, like it's not like Austin 316 helped. Coco Beware, <laughs> or, or it helped. Uh, I shouldn't say Coco Beware. It, it didn't have. It didn't help Flash Funk. It helped Steve Austin. Now, by definition, it helped Steve Austin, and Steve Austin helped the promotion gain become bigger. And obviously, we get the attitude out. While we didn't have that with this, I don't think that was Punk's fault. I think that was the promotion's fault. Never said promotion, that. Never said that. Did you see? I, I'm not saying you did. I'm just. I'm just responding to the folks that have said similar criticisms to what you just said. Continue. I, I, I'll, I'll wait for you to finish before I finish. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll bless no, you. Uh, no, I'm going to let you get off your Oh, mic, okay. So I can, I can, I can. So, know. I'm looking at the promo now in 2021. The promo right. helped pump and it helped get to, it helped talk more people into the building. I don't know if it was sold out by then. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I feel like you had like two or three more Raws before it. Or maybe not. It, maybe. Did. it was. No, it was like two or three more Raws before that. Okay. Remember, that was June 20, what, June 28th? And Money in the Bank wasn't until like three or four weeks later. Okay. So it wasn't even like the final Raw. So it probably could have talked more people into, you know, Chicago, but, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. The promo was fantastic. It was it helped Punk out, which you're right. It's a, that promo was set up for him. It it was absolutely there to showcase him. It was absolutely showcased to try to talk more people into the building. I just don't. I'm not understanding the the. And you talking to somebody who. You're talking to a punk fan who enjoyed, I believe, the promo the next week more than this. When I think it was him and Vince in the ring, and they were going back yeah, and forth. That, that was a great. That was a great promo. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought it was just a lot of, a lot of backstage. You know what I mean? Shit that went over people's head. Because at that time, 
and, and I'm speaking like at that time, a lot of people, you know, it was missing that's like, who the fuck is Cole Cabana? What is New Japan? What the fuck is he talking about? Because remember, everybody in that audience is not hardcore around this time. Right. Even now. Right. So a lot of that right. shit was like, huh? What? So he wasn't speaking to the 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 whole wrestling universe. He was speaking like to, oh, you on the dirt sheets? Oh, you know who Dave Meltzer is? Okay, I'm speaking to y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And that's not WWE's whole audience. That's just a piece. Because remember, you have more casuals than you do hardcores. Because remember, you got little Billy and Timmy there. They don't know shit about Ring of Honor. What? All I know is WWE. Now, that 12-year-old or 13-year-old who has... You know, getting into wrestling and starting to move, you know, move around and the oh, I know, oh, you know, I know what that is or this. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm, you know, I'm breaking the fourth wall, and it just it, it became like it was yeah, yeah for that yeah. time like it just became too cute. It was too cute for me now. Well, you you can say that about any quote unquote shoot brother promos. Like you can say that about any any promos, right? Because you're only talking to a certain segment of the audience. You're not talking to the whole audience. Right, so that's kind of the that's kind of the inherent problem with shoot promos, anyway. But okay, yeah, okay, right, you're right with that. But how many people have had like? Can we name on two hands how many people had that? That I'm not saying a shoot as far as oh I got my one zinger, but a promo like that because like that was basically okay. The filters off. Do what the fuck you want to do. Right. But I, so I get everything that you're saying. I'm a, I'm a fire off. Um, I love the promo then. I, I still remember. I actually didn't even watch Raw Live that night. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't watch Raw Live that night. I, I was I was actually dating at the time, still dating my my, my future lovely wife. And uh, we had went out and, uh, you know, came back pretty late. So I miss Raw. And. Uh, this is how I knew some epic shit had happened because my little brother had already lapsed out of how to watch a wrestling. He texted me, "Yo, like, what's good? You watch the you, you watch Raw?" I'm like, "Nah, I I got a DVR, but I, I watch it here in a little bit." He's like, "Hega, punk promo." <laughs> I was like, "What?" I was like, "Wait, what?" He's <laughs> like, "What?" And at the time, I had just gotten into Twitter, just gotten into you know, I mean, whatever. And all I'm seeing is punk. CM Punk, CM Punk Sherman, Punk promo, pipe bomb, you know, whatever. Da, 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 da. I only think they call it pipe bomb at the time. But whatever, Punk promo, shoot promo, whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, Punk said something. And I caught, like, a little snippet of what he said on Twitter. And I was like, oh, okay. I got to go back and watch this. So, obviously, I go watch it. And uh, I love the promo then. I still love the promo now. I agree with you. The promo the next week with Vince was probably just as good, if not better. I think the promo he had with Triple H and the War of Words they had there a few months after that was was good. The one with Cena? With him and Cena yeah. in the ring? Yeah, that was good. I mean, listen, that whole summer was dope. The summer of punk, because it's, it's unfair to just put it, pin it on one promo. The summer of punk was incredible. Because, for, for one, for, for a multitude of reasons, right? Number one, everybody says that you know, the promo, not just, I'm not saying you're saying this, but people have said this, that in actuality, it's kind of 
overrated because who did it help? Did it help business? Did it help anybody else but punk? And I've always disagreed with that because, A, I think it did help business. I think for a time there, I think it brought interest back to WWE. Absolutely, because you had Laps fans that had fallen out of the product that were, I think, two things helping fans back. Rock, obviously, coming back after seven years or whatever. And then the Punk promo. Those were the two, I would argue, those are the two biggest things in the modern era since 2005 or so that have helped bring fans back to wrestling were those two instances. I thought the Punk promo helped in that. Now, did it keep fans in the building? Did it keep fans watching the product? No. I don't think that was all CM Punk's fault. I think CM Punk did his part. I think oh, the promotion dropped the ball. Yes. I think the promotion 100% agree. absolutely dropped the ball. Right? But I think the promos helped Punk. Definitely, obviously. That's obvious. It helped the promotion. I think it helped business. And I think Punk said it, it wasn't even so much that he was saying insidership, because I agree with you. The mom and the mom in Idaho that took her kid to the to to the show that night or whatever probably didn't know who the hell Colt Cabana was. So yeah, the promo wasn't necessarily for her, but I think everybody can relate to a guy that's pissed off, that's frustrated, that feels like they should be in a better position at their job than they are. Hell, I feel in that position right now. You know what I'm saying? So everybody can relate to that. Like, yo, this is a talented dude that should be doing more instead of like color commentary and leading this like terrible knockoff Nexus group. Yeah, it was, you know, the the promo was in the vein of um, uh, Austin promo and Triple H's promo. You know, it was it was in that territory. Remember Triple H? Oh, I'm pissed off. Y'all shitted on me all these years because of what happened in New York. Austin, you know, mm-hmm. complaining about, you know, I should be getting more, doing more. It was in the vein, in that vein. And I understood that. And I was cool with that. I think I think with the conversation that we're having now, I think what I will say is that that was an important promo because it gave the punk the opportunity to get the microphone more and more and more to mm-hmm. add layers to what he already did. And if you want me just to look at the promo in that way, absolutely. Is it a, is it a mm-hmm. WWE top, top, um, would it be like a top list promo? Absolutely. They will put it in their top list of promos after, you know, this whole, you know, they kind of like <laughs> frosting each other away, you know, whatever this, you know, whatever they're going through, mm-hmm. they'll give, you know, they'll get, it'll get this love like it should get. I just hate when people talk about the promo and say, well, this promo is the end all and be no, because it's not. It was a great promo for him. It was a great moment in time. It got, like I said, it got for him to build a resume as far as promos. And it was a great short game. It wasn't a long-term thing where money came in. And we absolutely agree on this, that WWE behind the stage, whatever happened, had issues to do with this because of how they wanted to either stifle or not really go all the way like they should with them. I mean, he got his own fucking bus at a certain point. So like you gave this man a bus, you pretty much doing this, you're doing that. Why not go all the way? Why are you slotting him in there like right. the middle of pay-per-views or the opener of a pay-per-view right. when he's the W he's not even like a He's the WWE world champion. Like he's not a world heavyweight champion. He's not a universal champion. He's your world, heavy- and this is what you're doing. So right. yes, they and I think that 
stuff was on purpose for I don't reasons. Think they ever, I don't think they, I think it was on purpose, but I also, I don't think they ever knew in their righteous mind. And maybe that's just to their own stupidity, but I don't think they ever realized how big that promo was going to get. I don't think they could have ever, I think, it, I think they knew it would register, but I don't think they knew how much it would register. Yeah. Like, remember that got pop culture coverage. Like, yeah. People were yeah, actually yeah, yeah. talking about that outside of wrestling. Yeah. Like, I remember it registered like it, it moved the needle, man. And I don't think they ever knew. And you know how WWE is the same. I mean, they did the same thing, but two, three years later with Daniel Bryan, like yeah. they just refuse to just what, when everybody in the room is telling you, this is what you should do. And you're going to do the opposite just out of sheer stubbornness. Then it's just ego at that point. It's yeah. not even anything else. It's just ego at that point. It's absolutely. And I think that, and and I think Punk was saying things that I think all fans felt at the time it was like the product is stale. This dude is only books for an audience of one. We're tired of Cena. Like you know, he was saying. He said, "I think that's why that promo resonated so much with people, man." Because I think he said the truth. He said the quiet part out loud. It wasn't just like, "Oh, I'm not getting opportunities because I'm better than." It wasn't just that. Sure, that was a big part of it. He centered it around his <sighs> own gripes and complaints. But he said things that were true, that he, mattered, he, that were important. He spoke, he spoke truth to power. I think he, I think what he also did was he said a lot of things that were said on, uh, you know, your message boards or which you say to a buddy or, you know, a group of friends or you know, it was no, he, things. He didn't break new ground. He didn't break new ground. I no, 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 no. He, yeah. he, he, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't say anything that no one else had heard or felt. I agree with you. But still, yeah, it, <laughs> he said I, the truth. He said, and that, sometimes it's about the messenger, right? You know, it's one right. thing when CM Punk says it, and it's another thing when it's you know Kenny Dykstra, who's recently released, says it. Wait, you know what? You know what? You know what's the best best example of that is? Joey Styles did the same thing. What years years before that? Remember when mm-hmm. he quit and said everything? Yeah. Oh, you want me to? You know, he he had his little uh, pipe bomb, right, and, right, right? And I think another thing what. You know what bothers me about that promo the most? <laughs> I'm really going to tell you. I'm really going to tell you. And a lot of people don't get, well, I mean, some people understand what I'm trying to say when I say it, is that they felt like they could do it again with AJ Lee. And when they did that, I was well, furious. Yeah, yeah. Listen, but that, but that goes into the company dropping the ball. It, it go, it just, It's all a smorgasbord of the company just not knowing what to do with it. They had this moment in time. They had this lightning in a bottle situation. This perfect thing, this perfect storm happened. And instead of taking that and running with it, they had their they had their Austin 316 moment for a newer generation. And instead of capitalizing like they did with Austin 316, oh they completely neutered it. He, they completely neutered it. He you had Michael Cole, you had Michael Cole saying the pipe bomb throwing. Wade Keller always says the pipe bomb throwing superstar. Once you do that, you already kill all coolness that it has. Oh well, yeah, it it was, it wasn't handled. Let me say, it, let me correct it. I don't think that it wasn't handled with enough care, because I think it was a lot of more mileage within that character. Now, granted, he got a long ass title run out this. And yeah. he, he got to be with Paul Hank. You know, he got a lot. He got to do a lot of you know a lot of things with it. I just think on the cool factor side, 
that it was a lot of things they missed out on. Like, I don't think they had to rush him back. You know what I mean? I, yes, me, I like, was just about to say that. I was like, just about to say that. They, it was a they lot of need to rush him back. There was he no need. He should have left after Money in the Bank. You shouldn't have seen Punk to at least Survivor Series. But it was so it was so like, oh, we got something hot. Oh, it was like they found it and they didn't want to lose it. No, let that man go to all the cons that whole yeah. summer. That whole summer, just let him finish out the summer going to cons, maybe yes. scooping up in New York Comic Con. <clears throat> Excuse me, then maybe pulling back up. Let Ray or John Cena have the 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 have him show have him show have him show up at an ROH. You could have did, yeah, have up, yeah. Have him show up at Tina. You have nothing to lose. You're for, you've already won. Whatever. There's nothing. You're 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 not losing anything. If anything, you're gaining. You're on top. You're winning. Let him show up to a TNA impact. Have him pull and up at these indie events. Yeah, have him pull up at these indie events, cutting promos with the belt or whatever. I mean, it's funny now, right? Like in hindsight, think about that. They didn't want to go that far, but what? A couple of years ago, Triple H was just putting up at random. <laughs> right. But well, it's 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 the it's the son-in-law. So of well, of course, yeah. But it's right. funny how like, well, we don't want to go that far. But then it was like, oh well, you could just pull up at this uh, England or wherever European. See to me, see to me, see to me. If you're gonna do that, if you're gonna do a pipe bump, then you gotta go all in. Yeah, and you they didn't want to go all you in. Can't play the, you can't play this game of oh, we'll go in a certain point, but you know, wink, wink, and not. Nah, you gotta go all in, man. Honestly, bro, like he shouldn't have been back to he shouldn't have been back to Survivor Series, bro. Yeah, have it, him come back in Survivor Series. You have a big match with with Cena, you know, at Survivor Series. You know, and I know they were doing the R truth, the the Miz Truth, or whatever the hell that tag team was with the Rock at that pay per view, or whatever. But realistically, you could have you could have kept Rock out to WrestleMania as far as his in ring during turn. You could have did this match with Cena, and it would have been at MSG. Like just imagine that crowd at MSG if Punk is out for three four months, and then you bring him back at Survivor Series. Like, I mean, that's, that's just money to their credit. They still, I was there when he won the title. I, back it, from, was, it was it, still money anyway. Yeah, it was still dope I, as fuck. I understand, that. I understand that, but I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean. Like, it, it, it would have been, yeah, so, yeah. Much yeah, been so much better. Yeah, it would have been so much better. It would have been so much better. I get it. You know, um, you and you still, and you still could have had the Rock as special guest referee or something or whatever. Like, you could have did whatever with the Rock. Like, it, it just you know, it, it, that's what that's what angers me the most about it is the fact that. They dropped the ball on it so so bad. I think, and I, even then, even after they dropped the ball, it's a credit to him and his talent that it didn't hurt that company as much as it could have, because he, they still kept the momentum going. They still, he still was able to get a long title reign out of it. I agree with you. I hate all the things that you hate about it. I hate about it, like the fact that AJ Lee gets to drop a quote unquote pipe bomb. Fuck out, fuck out my face. Like it That's didn't even shit. serve a purpose. Hers was just mean. It was just like it was like, wait a minute, she just shitted on all the women. Like just for no reason. Yeah, for, for just for, for literally no reason. For the for oh, just, she just did her own pipe bomb. What? Just for just for just for just for clout. Just for clout. Literally just for clout. <sighs> Yeah, I, I, listen, listen. We could be here all day uh, talking about this promo. Um, I'll wrap up with this, man. Um, as a punk fan, I know you're a punk fan too, but as a punk fan, it was a moment in time that was special. It, you rarely, rarely nowadays you get moments that break, quote unquote, break the internet. I would argue that was the last real big wrestling moment that broke the internet. 
that just, you know, oh my God, that was a, yo. You had to see it. Did you see it? You had to see it. Right. That was that last big moment. We haven't had one since, arguably. Um, That was a moment in time, man. It was special. It was all the stars were aligned that night in that Raw. And it was just special. Me and you disagree on the lasting impact of it. Um, I think it did have an impact. I think it, I, I, I agree. I will say I didn't have the impact that it should have had, but it didn't have an impact. It had a short, and, um, short impact. That's what I, I will agree. It had an impact. I just think it was short and it's very different reasons why it was short. And I don't blame him. I blame the company for the reason, because that should have had longevity. Like I said, the whole summer of punk, it was just building and it was building and it was building even with the yep. nonsense of well, all of a sudden Triple H want to wrestle, and like even with all that nonsense that was going on within the company, and to and, and to be fair, from what from what the story we got now, he may not have been the easiest person to work with. So I can understand a lot oh, of Phil Brooks. I'm I'm surprised. I'm yeah, shocked. yeah, yeah. So I can understand now a lot of things playing out a certain way because you know. When you don't work with somebody, it's easy. Like I tell people all the time in my job, like, okay, if you're working with somebody who worked at 12 to, uh, 12 to 8 shift, it's hella different. You don't know how they work. You don't know what they do. Uh, you hear stories. So once you actually work with them and you maybe work with them more and more and more and more and more, you start seeing things and you start, you know. So some people you can work with, some people you can't work with. And, you know, Punk may have been one of those people that he's a hot or cold person. I know plenty of people like that. One day you, you can have a hell of a conversation with them and the next day they just are moody as fuck. So, I mean, it, it's 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 like that in the workplace. And I just think that's the type of person he is. And it's, you know, no no discredit to him. But I can understand how that type of person can maybe rub people the wrong way. Maybe he didn't want to play the game. And I think I think punk marched to the beat of his own drum. Pretty much. I think he just never I think he just never really wanted to play the game. So I think he just knew it. And I think punk is one of those people that when he, if he fucks with you, he fucks with you real. And if he don't, and, he don't. Uh, he don't. And I respect that. You know, and he don't hide it too. I think that's another he thing. He don't hide and it. I, so. And I've always and I've always and I've always respected that about him. Look, I, I'm not gonna sit here and, and cap for or or bang the drum for punk. There's a lot of shit that he's done that I haven't been a fan of. Um oh, but yeah. the I mean, like I said, we could be here all day yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. But I mean, listen, we could we could do podcast chapters chapter and verse on <laughs> I mean, that's just that, that's just you and, know that's just goes for the saying but listen the guy the guy did change the business for a while and um i i do feel like it had a lasting impact on the on the company because i feel like you even to this day you still see wwe trying to recreate that magic with that promo to different degrees but they're trying to recreate that magic and i don't think you i don't think you can recreate it because a he was just the perfect character to, to have that promo and the perfect guy, the perfect messenger for that voice at that time. So, you know, I'm you know. I'm going to say this for Punk. I think I think Punk gave <coughs> WWE the, op, the 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 vision or maybe the idea of hey, maybe we need to look at these indie guys more than you know. Maybe we need to look at these guys a little bit more than we you know. That is his lasting impact. Because then yeah. you had Daniel, and then you know. You had which we really gonna uh, jump into because there's a lot I got to say about because I'm I have been watching the NXT shows. I don't think I'm on like an episode five now. Yeah, 
or four. Oh yeah. I'm going to skip the ones when he after he gets cut, and I think he get cut. I'm not sure. He I do get cut. Yeah. Yeah. I'll skip those, and when he come back, we'll do it that way. But I think it was a lasting effect, especially with those two gentlemen that has been felt even with NXT because you see it now. It's like that's pretty much like a roster full of your you know your favorite PD, PWG. Ring there Honor. is no there is no NXT without CM Punk. I don't think that's I don't think I mean yes I know that there was a development there was an NXT yeah or, they they, Punk, they but the, NXT as you know it right now today there is there isn't that without CM Punk I think they gave them the foresight or they gave them the confidence to say okay let's check out some of these indie guys we don't have to always look for the football players because you know they you know look at AJ Styles like even mm-hmm. the, even his age now he's performing his ass off. You don't see AJ in WWE without CM Punk. You don't see you don't see you don't you don't have Adam Cole without CM Punk. I think you don't have I, Kevin Owens without. I think like, there's I some merit think. to that. And I mean, I grant. I also too know they need money. So like without that third hour, it would be none of this. <laughs> true, true. But I, I just I think that that's his lasting impact, man. I think he opened the door for a lot of guys that look him and Daniel Ryan. But he, remember, he was first. He opened the door for a lot of these dudes, man. And yeah. He might have paid the ultimate price in his own career, but he opened the door for for other people. Oh. Man. So I think that's his yeah that's yeah. his that's his lasting impact, man. So you know that that's my that's my that's my long and my short on that promo, man. It, yeah. it's still a it's still a tremendous promo to this day, absolutely. Um, and um, I still remember the moment that happened when it was. I still remember 2011 like it was yesterday, man. The fact that it's ten years ago is still crazy. Ten thousand, you know. I, I still, I, I still remember it like it's like it was yesterday, and um, yeah, man, it was a special time. It was a special time. Two thousand eleven was was a was it was dope. I mean, even getting to that match, and yes, I know it was it, that was that shit was just nuts. Like I might go watch it tonight before I go to sleep, um, because I, it, I, I rewatched that match and I rewatched that show like maybe once a year. Still one of oh, my yeah, favorite yeah. WWE pay-per-views. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because just how they even, – even, like, low-key, that card was pretty dope, too. Yeah, like, and you had Daniel Bryan. The aforementioned Daniel Bryan, one of his first, you know, money in the bank. Really his first big moment as a single star at that pay-per-view. Um, you know. Like, ain't one of them, like, oh, just go to the main event. Like, oh, that, that, that card was pretty nice. That card was good. That card was a really good – that car was a really good uh, car, man. The 2011 is a is an underrated year in WWE. Uh yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that. I think it is too. I watch a lot of shows from two, um, 2011. Facts. All right, so we're gonna get up out of here. But before we get out of here, um, I'm not gonna say this anymore. We'll be back. You no, know, with episode 22, uh, the Daniel Bryan whole thing. We'll get it done. I'm not sure how August, we want for sure. It's it's coming in August for sure. I'm That's not it. sure how we should do this because like I'm just trying. I I really got to like watch it now and try to see how when he gets cut, does he come back? Like I just the whole bunch. I want to see how we want to do it because we could we'll, probably we'll, do- we'll yeah we'll we'll watch it and then we'll come up with a game plan for it. Yeah. Um. First and foremost, uh, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter. Uh, follow the Jeff versus the World Facebook fan page and you can follow me on instagram at the real jeff versus the world uh also you can go to the jeff jeff versus the world podcast and you can find all our shows there from hood classics to i'm not dave wrestling podcast uh 
and also some older, yep. older, older shows we did with our sports show. Um, so yeah, you can go there too. Uh, and you can just find everything there and you can tell them everything you got going on, Manny, cause you are a busy man. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, as always, thank you, Jeff, with the show. And it's always a pleasure, man. We're doing big things and definitely want to be a part of it. So stay tuned. Uh, as far as me, uh, yeah, I'm busy, but it, it's a good busy. It's, it's not a bad busy. It's a good busy. Um, <laughs> any given Sunday, I'm actually rushing out of here to do that next live on youtube so uh please subscribe to our youtube channel any given sunday podcast on youtube go go subscribe uh we're going live here in the next uh what five minutes or so um so going to do that and obviously the podcast will be up right after that any given sunday if you guys have heard me on the show you guys know where to find it any given sundays on all platforms sports politics movies a little bit of everything in between uh, me and my co-host Josh Rodriguez. Every Sunday we had scheduling conflicts. Yesterday Josh was covering the Big Three in Vegas, so we had to move the show to today. So that's why we're doing it tonight. A uh, little bit of a late live stream if you're on the East Coast, but uh, if you're on the West Coast, it's still ten o'clock. So rock with us. We're not gonna go too long. Probably an hour. Um, obviously preview game game six tomorrow night of the NBA Finals. And it's over. Five. It, it is over. Um, it is, although it is the Bucks, so you never know. The Bucks uh, tend to make these things difficult. Um, but yeah, we'll preview that and uh, get into some other things. Space Jam, maybe. Um, but yeah, any given Sunday, it's available on all platforms and it's available on YouTube live. And if you want to catch the podcast, uh, just wait; it'll drop in the morning. Uh, but you, at any given Sunday, live, go make sure you go subscribe to it on. The uh, YouTube page, Any Given Sunday Podcast. And then I also I also uh, work on MLBbro.com, Rob Parker's uh, Black Baseball site. Go check me out there. Just did a segment this week. I got a couple other things coming out this week, too. So go check it. It's MLBbro.com. Just like it sounds, MLBbro.com. Go check it out. There's a lot of dope stuff on there. History of baseball, Black baseball, covering all things Black baseball. So go check that out. And then, of course, I got Dead End Sports. I've got my baseball pod. I love baseball. We're a little, a little bit of a hiatus. Bear with me. I promise we're going to come back. So on the baseball pod. But you can follow that on Twitter, IL Baseball Pod. And then Dead End Sports, man, every Tuesdays and Thursdays, live streaming. Um, we'll definitely be live covering uh, Game 6 tomorrow. And that is Dead End Sports on YouTube. Dead End Sports on YouTube. And, of course, you can catch the podcast after the live stream. So, yeah, a lot of, lot of things going on, man. Busy man. Oh, and he's just joined uh, the bad, <laughs> bad meaning bad or oh, bad yes, meaning yes, good yes, yes, podcast yes, yes. team. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. I'm, I'm, I, we, I definitely have something cooking on that. Definitely. Oh, that's going to be super fun. Oh, first thing, let me ask you this, or last thing. Uh, did you like Space Jam? It's a kids' movie, man. Thank you. It, Thank listen, you. It, it's it, LeBron, listen. I have my issues with LeBron James as much as anybody. But let's let's not act like like uh, Mike was uh, Sidney Portier, my man, in the first base. That's channel. all it, I wanted to hear. It's Space Jam. The kids loved it. They enjoyed it. I liked it for what it was. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I'm not. I mean, if you're one of these adults that are sitting there, LeBron can't act. Yeah, neither can <laughs> Michael Jordan. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. That's all I wanted to hear because uh, I'm just sitting here and I'm seeing all these people write think pieces about this movie. And I'm like, no, oh what is God. wrong with you? This Jeez. is this is a kid's movie and it's just like, it's a little family <laughs> movie. That's it. Literally, the Looney Tunes capturing a basketball player 
an NBA basketball player to help them win a game. Like, let's let's be fair here. This is this is this is this is not uh, no country for old men. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Fargo. So yeah. Let's, let's all right. See, that's Vince, why. Vince Gilligan is Vince Gilligan isn't behind the wheels on this. Show. Like, let's, let's 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 keep it in context, guys. All right, so we're going to get out of here. Uh, we'll be back sooner than later with episode 22. Sorry it took us so long with 21, but we're here. We got it out here. Uh, yeah, so we'll be back. Nah, ain't, no sorry. ain't no sorry, man. We make y'all wait because we got good shit. So we make y'all wait. <laughs> God damn it. I Just stay tuned. I, yeah, it's, it's going to be it, – we getting cooking, so it's going to be good. But Yeah, for sure, man. Anyway, we're going to get out of here. Y'all take it easy. Peace. Peace.